This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off Fish of the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh! oh are you serious? Slam jam back! Get ready for the NBA fucking contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, did you have a good weekend? Good weekend. Did Busy you get, weekend. Did you get to watch the Grammys last night? I didn't watch the Grammys. Do you like the Grammys? Do you ever watch it? Uh, I used to watch it, but the music's changed for me, and I can't relate to a lot of it. What do you mean you can't relate to a lot of it? Now, you and Pistol have tried to get me into this rap stuff, and I'm really trying, but I just... Can't seem to name, follow the cast of characters. and. What, did you follow who all won last night? No. What about Song of the Year? I don't know. It's by Donald Glover. I don't even know. Also known as Childish Gambino. I don't know who that is. It it was a good one. It was a Song of the Year, Steve. Is that a rap song? Yeah. Okay, see, I wouldn't know. I'll show you the music video whenever we get off the air. What about Best New Artist? I have no idea. Dua Lipa? Never heard. I think she was on SNL. I didn't know it was a man or a woman. What about best pop duo group performance? Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Now, Did you think Bradley Cooper was going to win a Grammy? I, I don't know who Bradley Cooper is. You don't know Bradley Cooper? No. The Hangover? No. Have you, so I, you know who Lady Gaga. I know who Lady you've, Gaga is. You've never seen a Bradley Cooper movie? No. The Silver Linings Playbook, playbook with Jennifer I Lawrence? I haven't watched a movie since Casino. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like that with Hangover. Oh, Bradley Cooper, you'd like him. Good looking dude. I have no idea who he is. In the shell, shallow. Oh, you, you know the the movie I'm talking about, though? No. The Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper movie? No. Oh, come on. I know I, you know it. I don't know. I don't. A Star is Born. Well, I remember the stars. You remember the original Chris, one? Yeah, it was good with Chris Christopherson. This, this and was Barbara the remake Stars. of it. Oh, uh, well, the remakes are never as good as the Oh, original. this one was good. It's going to win everything. What about best rap song? Who would you guess it would be? I don't. Know. I bet you could guess. Jay Z. Close guess. Ice Can- Canadian guy. Well, I, that doesn't do me any good. From Toronto. Drake. There you go. Because he's a sports fan. That's his only... his song is called God's Plan. That's because he, he's a sports fan. That's the only reason I know who he is. He has a line in the song. He says, "I only love my bed and my mama." Well, I'm sorry. Well, which I think you can relate to. What about Cardi B? What do you know about Cardi B? She won last night. I don't know who Best that is. rap album. I have no idea who that is. You would like Cardi B. I guarantee it. All right, Steve, so if you don't... What, what did what did Skinner get? Well, Skinner is dead. Skinner's still out there. But like two of them. 
about, okay, so so you live in the, the what glory about Simon days. And Garfunkel? You live in the glory days, Steve. So I, I pulled up the twentieth Grammy Awards. Okay. Do you know what year that was? I don't know. Nineteen seventy-eight. Ooh, that's right, my wheelhouse. You want to know what the award oh, winner was, for record of the year that was? was? Disco though. That's when disco was ruling. Hotel California. Ooh. You want to know what the song of the year was, Steve? I have no idea. The love theme from A Star Is Born, Evergreen, with Barbara Streisand and Paul Williams. Okay. What about Debbie Boone's You Light Up My Life? Uh, that was also song of the year. Wasn't a big fan of Debbie Best Boone. Best new artist, Debbie Boone. Wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of Debbie Boone. What about country music? Ooh. Crystal Gale, Don't It Make My... Brown Eyes Blue. Oh, that played at all the bars when I was in school. Best country vocal performance, Lucille, by who? Uh, that's Kenny Rogers. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so you're in my wheelhouse. <laughs> so, these, so these are the good times for you. Oh, yeah. That's a really boring Grammy Awards right there, Steve. I'll tell you what. That's very boring. Okay, what about pop? Okay, so that Barbra Streisand song won for best pop vocal performance. What about for males? James Taylor, Handyman. That wasn't one of his better songs. The Bee Gees, How Deep Is Your Love. Now, see, that's that's when disco... I, I wasn't a fan of disco. I'm sorry. I just couldn't... Because I, I was a hard rock. I was a hard rocker. You were sort of a hard rocker. You had that long hair that I went down to your shoulders. Hair. I had long before hair. Before you got that haircut. Ooh, we won't talk about that. Yeah, no, that's a bad haircut. Now, the next year, the best pop, pop vocal male performance, Barry Manilow, Copacabana. Eesh. Not a big fan of Her that. Her name was Lola. That's not, she was a showgirl. Not a big fan of that song. Barry Manilow, he's yeah. the man. So you didn't watch any of the Grammys? No. I was watching a documentary. On what? Michelle Obama. How'd that go? It was okay. And Joe Biden. I was watching a documentary on Joe Biden. At the same time? Or it was the they, same one? Or they, they were one right after the other. Wow. What a night for you on oh, Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. Steve, other than that, did you enjoy your sports weekend? Busy. I, I know you were busy. exhausted. You you seem exhausted now, Steve. For a long time, he can he can keep pace. He he can come in no problems. But ever since about January fifteenth, oh every day, McPherson, oh, McPherson, I'm exhausted. Started with the McPherson Invitational. Oh, I'm just I I haven't slept in weeks. I haven't. And what I'm telling you, you need to do is just go home, like three o'clock today, sleep until tomorrow morning. I'll tell then you you'll the, be refreshed. I can tell you what the problem is. What is that? No sun therapy. That's true. Lack of sun therapy. A little too gray, which for you means there's no golf. That's right. You need a little golf. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Oh, that, that's that's a great song. <laughs> Steve, uh, before we dive into the Bullpups, quick shout out to the Mac College Bulldogs basketball teams. Last time that we got to see them for the year was on Saturday. Really fun crowd, a couple of really fun games. The Bulldog women are really playing well. The Bulldog men, they can't catch a break because oh, they lost in overtime. They were brutal. up by 16 in the second half. That was brutal. But it, we had a lot of fun with covering them this year with oh, their yeah. basketball teams. We, we will not be around on Saturday. They play again tonight at Leavenworth against St. Mary. So congrats to them on a couple of good seasons. And if only they had a couple more wins earlier on this year, they could be fighting for postseason play. But... Both of them have been eliminated from that. Yeah, right. Bullpup basketball on Friday night, Steve. We won't stick around and talk as much about Friday night as much this week because of the massive week that is coming up for both of these teams. And it starts off with tomorrow night, Tuesday night, taking on Bueller. Friday night on the road at Circle, which for the girls will likely be the league championship game. And then on Saturday, both teams making their trip to Lawrence. Before we dive into all of that, Friday night, couple of wins at Winfield. Bullpup girls didn't shoot it very well, but defensively they've just been rock solid this year. 
and they were again on Friday night as they held the Vikings to just 21 points. Yeah, their defense, the last four games, I think they're giving up like 21 points a game, 22 points a game. They're, you know, the offense comes and goes, but if they continue to play defense like they have, they're going to be a tough team to beat. They'll find the they'll find enough offense to win games, but defensively right now they are just airtight and don't be surprised if Bueller gets about 25 points tomorrow. Uh, you know, they're a young team. Uh, I think it was what 66-35 the first time. I maybe something that I was thinking 66-33. Well, could have been. Could have been somewhere in that vicinity, but I tell you, I think the Bullpups have really turned up the defense a notch. Uh, they're so good out front. Emma Ruddle, Grace Pyle, Riley Hett, Hannah Hageman, you know, those those on perimeter, those perimeter people and then you got your inside people, but those perimeter people, they are just suffocating uh, the opposing team right now. Well, and then you look ahead to what they've got coming up with, like you mentioned, the Bueller team. Circle is a team that they held to 30 points. And then Baldwin is a team that does score a decent amount of points when you look up and down their Four resume from games this year. with at least 70. But this is also a Baldwin team that because of where they're at, they play a lot of smaller schools. Bad schedule. And their schedule, for anybody that would ever say, oh, the McPherson schedule is weak, well, <laughs> the Baldwin schedule is really, really weak. And part of that is that they used to be in the Frontier League with several very good teams, but now that that league has broken up a little bit, they've had to move around. They're playing a lot more 3A schools. They're playing the Wellsvilles Anderson and the Santa counties. Fe Trails. Yeah, the Anderson Counties, I think. Some of those programs. And so their resume doesn't look quite as good, but they are a very good team. And they were they won Class 4A Division Two last year. Right. So it is going to be a huge matchup in that one on Saturday. And then for the boys, remember, they will be playing Free State instead of playing Baldwin. But more about that here in a little bit. The McPherson boys had a weird week last week, Steve. Very with, strange. With a, a, a win that looks on paper a whole lot better than it did in the game against El Dorado on Tuesday where they won by 19, but it was much, much closer than that. And then Friday night at Winfield, says they won by 13 in the box score, but it was tied 35-35 going into the fourth quarter, which number one means they didn't score very many points if they were tied at 35. And number two... That was a Winfield team that I think on their better nights would be able to be put away by 20, 30 points fairly easily. It was a weird week, but maybe that's just their bad week that they had to use early on in this, in this month of February to get it out of the way. Well, the problem was they were so good against Andale the Friday before, or the, the time before when they played Andale. And, you know, we kind of thought that was, you know, that was the Kickstarter that was really going to send this team on its way. Then they go down to El Dorado. Uh, pretty flat performance, uh, played a good fourth quarter. And then the Winfield game, that was maybe their, I think maybe their poorest game of the year. One of them. Yeah, I, I think it was. Maybe the Derby game. I just felt like they they got away from the things that made them so good against Andale and in the tournament. You know, it was kind of, body language was terrible. You know, some of the body language was terrible out there. And the ball movement wasn't very good. Uh the thing that's getting kind of scary about the boys moving forward, their three-point shooting has just fallen off the map. They are not shooting it well from three. Uh, They're not shooting it very much from three anyway. Yeah. Uh, what was it Friday? One for – was it one I for, think they were one for 11. One for 11. And that, they were one for nine at the half or 0 oh for nine And that came half. off a of three for 20 at El Dorado. So – but this team has been able to find ways to win despite not being a three-point shooting right, team this year. right. Where on the year, here are their three-point numbers. 52 out of 206. 
what is 52 divided by 16? Is that about three? Three, a little, little over, yeah, little over three. So they're only making three three pointers a game. Yeah. While the girls have made like 110 or 120 three pointers this year. Right. Well, they take and they take more. And the though. girls have taken way, way more. Right. Because that's a staple of their offense. The three pointer is not a staple of the bullpup boys. And when you got Cody Stuffel being inside, what's he now? 80 percent almost. Well, he is 77 out of 102 from the floor. Yikes. In a good way. Yeah, yikes. yikes and that's 70, 76%. Steve, as we look ahead to this week for the McPherson boys, obviously a tough game with a rival on Tuesday night against Bueller. And this is a Bueller team that they had to barely beat back in December with a three-pointer late to hold on and win there on the road. But it's a Bueller team that has not been playing quite as well either. Then going on the road to Circle, and Circle is a team that in theory, should be a win, but it's a team that can beat some teams, and it's been a little scary this they year. They got a puncher's chance because of Hey Jude Warren. That's the only reason. And then Saturday night, taking on a Lawrence Free State team on the road in a true road environment while the girls would just be in a neutral site game. Long day after a turnaround from the night before. Get on the bus, drive to Lawrence. But maybe the most important thing is taking a look at the top of Class 5A in the West. You have Mays at 17-0, and more likely than not, they will be the number one seed. Right. Then you have Andover Central as the two seed right now. They're 15-1. and one. Wichita Heights right now is currently 14-3. and three. Then in that tie for fourth, and how important it's going to be for who comes out of this tie. Oh, yeah. Because you could potentially be at home twice. Right. Salina Central's 12-4. McPherson's 12-4. Arc City is 12-4. May South is 12-4. And then Bishop Carroll at 11-5. And, and all those teams have tough games somewhere on the schedule because I know Andover Central is in there. Andover Central plays a couple of those teams. I had it on uh, in my column today, kind of breaking it down. Arc City, I know they've got somebody really tough in there. I want to say Mays or Mays South. Probably Mays again. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. You've got to finish as high as you can because you want to be at home. You do not want to go on the road, you know, for how many games ever, you know, how many games there are. Well, and right now at this point, McPherson, I think, even if they lost the final four games, would be in a position to host the first game. Right. So, likely they'll be at home for one, but the key here is trying to be at home for two. Right. Because, let's face it, McPherson fans know that if they're at home, there is an edge. There right. is always an edge when you're inside the roundhouse. Well, when they've won like 85% of their games over the last, what, 60 years or 50 years, whatever it is. And the places that you don't want to go are these teams that are right there in the mix with them. Do you want to play a game at Salina Central? No. That is a rowdy environment that yeah. I think they would love to beat McPherson. Playing down in the pit? Arc City. You want to make that long trip and then go play them? Because remember how great of a crowd Arc City had at State last year yeah, for the semifinals? Did. Yes, they did. I would think they would have well, even more Well, they'd been so bad for so long, they were starving for success. Would you want to go down to Mays South? No. What about Bishop Carroll? No. Th those are just some tough environments right yeah. there. And probably at this moment, Wichita Heights is not in that mix. I don't think that they would match up with them. No. You wouldn't want to play Andover Central in that round either. No. You wouldn't want to go to Mays. There are just some tough environments that are in this mix, and that's what is also so scary about this. And it comes down to matchups, too, where they might, Coach Kinneman would maybe say, I think we match up well with this well, team, but you'd it, have to go a, play them. Look at a team like Newton. Who would want to play Newton? They're like 500. They're 10-6. and six. They've got Ty Berry. they got Demarius Peterson. I mean, and... Of course, if you played Newton, it'd be at home. But still, 
the Railers, that used to, when I moved to town, it was McPherson Newton and McPherson Hutch. Those were the big rivals. I mean, Bueller wasn't even a thought back then as far as being a rival. It was McPherson Newton, especially on the girls' side, but the boys' side was too. But then, of course, McPherson Hutch. Man, there were some big time games back in the late 70s, early 80s. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. We'll talk a little bit more about the Bullpups and their seating tomorrow as we get ready for the Bueller game. Think Pink Night. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll recap what all is going on in the Big 12. We've got some more late-breaking news that I'll give Steve as I don't think he has seen this yet. We'll take our first break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon, it's according to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Ugh. Steve, we don't have any Copacabana in That's our library, which hurts. I'm not surprised. So that means I just have to play Barry Manilow, Can't Smile Without You. I can't smile without you, Steve. We have fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> you didn't know how to react to that at first. <laughs> that, was a ni- that was our nice compliment. We don't say things like that to each other, but no, Steve, admit I'm, it. I'm, you can't I'm, smile without well, me. Well, I'm snarky. You can't smile without anybody. <laughs> Steve, I know one thing you were smiling about over the weekend. The Kansas Jayhawks, your Kansas Jayhawks. That's right. Picked up a win. I know one thing you weren't smiling about as a KU fan and watching the standings was that K-State picked up a massive win on the road at Baylor. And that's why K-State is in the driver's seat because I think they're 4-0 on the road in the Big 12. I think their two losses were maybe at home. They have been really, really good since that well, since about halftime of that West Virginia game. Oh, they have been. They've been dynamite. And this team for K-State, I, I saw it was maybe there at the beginning of the year, and I watched them and just went, man, I don't know if they can score enough. And that was their problem, what, the back half of the month of December, early right. on in January, is they yeah. were just playing terrible on offense. And yeah. part of that was no Dean Wade for a stretch. And even when they got him back for the first couple of games, it took a while but now this team is starting to figure it out offensively. And when you throw in how good of defense they've been playing, I don't know where I can see them slipping up. Now, I'm still afraid for them that a slip-up is coming somewhere in a game where they should not lose, a team at the bottom of the league. And KU avoided that this weekend, too, with a win over Oklahoma State. But this is a K-State team, like you said, they're in the driver's seat well, now in the Big it's 12. Be- it's because they can win on the road. Nobody else in the Big 12 has really shown, you know, the ability to win on the road very much. And K-State, you know, they've knocked off some good teams on the road. They're in the driver's seat. I mean, if, if they don't win the Big 12, it's their own fault because they've got this thing where they want it. Steve, how do you feel about your Jayhawks and their chances tonight? Big Monday on the road at TCU. TCU is not typically an environment that is that challenging to play in. But when, when they, the Jayhawks roll into town. When K, I'll tell you what, you look, they ought to do a study. Look at the crowds for the Big 12 games when KU's on the road, and then look at those teams when it's not KU. And I'll guarantee you there's two or 3,000 extra people, in this, except at Manhattan, of course. But there's at least two or 3,000 extra people in the stands 
when KU comes to town. Everyone wants to beat KU. They're the guys in the black hats. You know, they're the bad guys. Oh. You know, they're the villains. Everybody wants to beat KU. So, and they get everybody's best shot. And speaking of tonight, they won't win. They're on the road. This team cannot win on the road. What's it going to take for you to change your mind on this KU team? Because I think you're not on their bandwagon anymore. I think you believe they'll make the tournament. I really like the way they played on Saturday. LeGerald Vick wasn't there. You know, you just felt more energy. And what have I been saying all year? Why isn't Mitch Lightfoot playing more? And he comes in, six points, nine rebounds. Big block. Big block. Got the crowd into it. Mitch has got to play. I don't know what Bill Self's hesitation has been. You know, Bill's made some bad decisions this year. Not playing a Baji from the start. That, you know, that slowed his progress. You know, not playing Mitch. You know, playing Quentin Grimes. You know, he's been not good. Well, he had a solid six points the other day on yeah, two out he of six. Ba- he, had back to, he had back-to-back threes. And other than that, you know, he was invisible. Four turnovers. But the thing is... There's nobody left. I mean, their bench is so short now. You have no Vic, no Azabuki, no DeSosa. Who else? There's another. No Garrett. Garrett's Charlie hurt. Moore. Charlie Moore, just he can't play. He just can't play. He just played 13 minutes the other day. Well, that's a lot. K.J. Lawson, I don't know what happened in the gene pool, but he didn't get the other genes his brother got. So. Well, and his younger brothers are freaky, too. Yeah. I think that's why Coach Self has got to keep – those guys around. Yeah. Because he wants well, you the know, younger Lawson who, brothers I, I to make can't the way to Lawrence. I can't remember. Was it Frischilla was the guy that was doing the game on whoever the analyst I was? I don't know. The analyst was, he says, I think it was Fran. He says, none of these guys should go to the NBA next year. You know, Grimes was supposed to be one and done. Dotson maybe a future NBA guy. None of these guys. are Even Diedrich Lawson. Diedrich Lawson is not ready for the NBA. Now, there is a difference with whether they should or whether they will be ready, or whether it's the best financial move. Because right. for some of these people, the best move is to go to the NBA and, I'm telling and, you right and now, at least go professional. Diedrich Lawson would be a vagabond. If he goes after this year, he will be a D, or what is it now, G, D? It is the G League. The is G in League. Gatorade. He'd be a G League vagabond, just like... Yeah, but you'd John, be making more money than you would those guys, in Lawrence. Yeah, but those guys don't make a lot of money, I don't think, in the G League. What's the average salary? For Probably $100,000. They make that much? Yeah. And a lot of them are on... Well, split, split. I should be in the G League, then. I don't know about that. Well, as a writer. I could be a G League writer. Yeah, I bet you could. G for, League G for League the beat, Des Moines team. G League beat writer. Yeah, that would be that would be a sweet gig for you. <laughs> TCU coming off of maybe its best win of the year over Iowa State on the weekend in Ames, where they scored 92 points, 56 in the second half. They're scary. So you're saying no chance KU wins tonight. I had TCU second before the year even started. In the Big 12. And then when they lost their point guard, Fisher, that really hurt their season. He, I don't even know if he's back. I don't think he's back yet. He's, he's had like a knee problem or something. But I think TCU's scary. I think TCU gets it done tonight. And KU will just have to keep winning at home. And at some point, they're going to beat somebody on the road. Maybe Oklahoma State. You know, I don't know who's left on the road for KU. I don't know who they got left on the road. How do you feel about K-State at Texas tomorrow night? I like the is that, way. Is that a scary game? Texas is offensively challenged, so I like K-State in that game. All right, Steve, that one should be fun. Speaking of Big 12, not basketball, maybe a different sport. Okay. I've got some news for you. Hot take? Hot take. Right a pistol down, hot take? Right down the wire. Okay. 
We'll take our last break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, the big news. What's that? Kyler Murray. He's going to play football. He made an announcement today. I I figured he probably said he's going to play football. Via Twitter. Quote, Moving forward, I am firmly and fully committing my life and time to becoming an NFL quarterback. How's he going to pay that $4.6 million back? Well, I don't really know. Who, I mean, who knows how much he has spent of oh, that. He's a, he's a what, 21-year-old man? Probably likes cars. He yeah. comes from a good family, though, so it's not like he had to immediately go buy a $3 million house and, and try and keep everybody afloat. Yeah. So... I'll be interested to see what this means for the thing you just mentioned there with getting money back to the A's because I don't know what he has to do in order to earn this money. Now, let me ask you this. Let's hear it. If he goes football, does that mean he drops Scott Boris as his agent? Because Scott Boris is a baseball guy. Does Scott Boris do any football? Does he have any athletes? I don't think so. I don't think he does. I think he's a baseball guy. Well, maybe this would be the time for him to make the move and dip his foot into the NFL well, we know. pool. And ever you know, Scott Boris, you talk about a bad man. He's a bad man. Well, in a good way for his clients for the most part. Yeah, but boy, I'll tell you, teams just hate dealing with him. I wouldn't I wouldn't think they would like to. I don't know what his contract is because there could be a clause in the contract that if he shows up to spring training this February, then he get he fulfills his end of the deal. I don't know what his contract is with baseball, but I would think there are some some numbers that he has to hit, especially knowing his situation. Well, I thought whether that, it's number of games that he plays at bats, I, I well, don't know what I, it is. I just felt like this decision's a no brainer. There's no guarantee he's going to be good in baseball. He can at least play three years of football, make a bunch of money, and if he's no good, he can get out and use and a, go, a better contract to yeah, begin with. And if he if he's no good in football after four years, he's 26 years old. He can go back and play baseball. And maybe he would still have a chance to go play for the A's and make things better for all of them. There you go. It seems like the right move to make. And for a long time, I really thought he was going to stick with baseball. I never did. I never thought that. And I don't think that if this year would have gone quite as well for him with football, I think he probably would have gone back to baseball. Well, do you want to play in Visalia before like 98 people in the stands? Or even play in Oakland before 9,000? Or do you want to play in... Miami, where he's slotted. A lot of people think he's going to end up in Miami. And, well, they got 65,000 people that go to the Dolphins games. Well, there are the concerns of health. Sure. You could play baseball for a long time. Yeah. Football, who knows? He's not a big guy either. So, uh, I'll be in, I would love to hear the thought press process from him and just going through what they're trying I to do and hear he the lo- conversations he's having. I just, think, I just having. think he loves football more. I really do. And that might be a part of it. If that's the case... Go play football yeah, more power because he'll be a first-round draft pick. Yeah, go make your money if you can make a team and and make become a starting quarterback. 
then awesome. Well, if you're a first round draft choice, they're not going. No matter what, I mean, you're going to make the team. You're going to make the team, and you're going to be there at the minimum four years, probably. Probably, yeah. Unless you're really, really bad. Tony, what was it? Tony Mandarich. How about Paxton Lynch? Paxton Leaf. Yeah, well, not him. Hey, he's going to be the drum major at Oklahoma. There you go. There you go. Paxton Lynch, though, man, what a bad draft pick that was by Mr. Ed. (laughs) Nice work, John. Yeah. All right, Steve, tomorrow on the show, we will preview McPherson taking on Bueller. Should be a busy one there. Wear your pink. Start digging around for your pink. That's right. You're supposed to wear pink to the game on Tuesday. I got my pink shirt already. Final score prediction for KUTCU tonight. I'm going to say 74-71 TCU. Ooh. Painful for you. I, no, I've just come to – to me, when they went on the road now, it's just dressing. There you go. I just got some breaking news, but I don't know anything about it yet, so I'll tell you off the air and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Okay. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by – Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.